Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? Thanks for listening and calling. Thanks to Courtney Cronin. Black and Abdallah, the boys are on after Waddle and Sylvie, 6 until 8 tonight. Continue the Bears convo. Waddle and Sylvie live at Hallis. That's where the action is. Poles and Eberflus will meet the media starting in about an hour. Kevin Warren after that. You will hear all of it right here on your home for the Chicago Bears ESPN Chicago. Make sure you have the app. You can watch on the YouTube page. You know yes, what I'm, uh, this is what I'm upset with. What are you if we're going to go back in time. Is he still yelling? What are you upset yeah, with? Yeah, if we're going to go back in time and we're going to be upset at guys that didn't get paid. I'm still uh, upset that Todd Bell and Al Harris didn't get paid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now you're going way. No, you're you're no, making a reference no. that not everybody gets. It doesn't here, matter. Bro. 1985, two guys held out and they missed a whole year because they stood out on principle. And I thought that Bears team that won the Super Bowl and we had the number one defense, maybe the best defense of all time, would have even been better. Yes. If they would have paid Todd Bell. And Al Harris. Of course. And I'm still upset about that today, and that's why the Bears are no good now. You know who benefited most from that, Your Sean Gale. Uh, Dave Dewerson, actually. All right, Dave Dewerson. Dewerson took... Uh, yeah, you're right about that. Sean, Bell's Sean wasn't playing at that time, right? Or, I don't know. Was, Sean a, rookie, on the team, was but, Sean a rookie in 85, Tommy? But I think that still haunts the Bears today, guys. I don't know. I know Jim Morrissey was, but I'm not sure about Sean. I, I don't think Sean was playing, though, at that time. No, no, he did. Sean played 16 games, but he was a backup. Dewerson yeah, right. the guy Dewerson really benefited. Well, we remember, so too, right. it was be, uh, Fensick was one of the starters, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, of course. He was entrenched. And then the other one was Todd Bell. and. When Todd Bell uh, yeah. uh, held out, it was yep. Dave Dewerson yeah. who but, stepped I mean, in. I mean, so if, he's right. if we're going to be upset about Roquan Smith still leaving. No, uh, who's, who's I, upset I'm, about that? Oh, we just had a caller. Well, really? Yeah. So You've gotten more as much production. Like I, You got the true two for one. You did get two yeah. for one. I, I, I understand. And the Bears linebackers led in interceptions in the three. league. You know that, yeah. right? Yes, no question. Yes, yeah. Eight Brooklyn's a fa- fantastic player. But Nobody I, denies I, that. I get yeah. the Bears did him a favor. Yes, they did. Everyone him a favor. wins. And That's a win-win. Paid. That's a win-win for everybody. Everyone yeah. wins. And he's in the playoffs. Yeah. And he and he's happy. He's the number one seed. But I, I think maybe I, three I, for one. You you don't develop the jackhammer if Roquan doesn't lose. The jackhammer. Yeah, that's what uh, isn't that what uh, Joniak calls him the jackhammer. Joniak's going to join us. If we're allowed, if 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 we're allowed to be mad that Roquan Smith is gone. I'm upset still at Todd Bell and Al Harris. Okay. And I'm going to spend the next three months talking about Todd Bell and Al Harris because the listeners, for one reason or another, want to keep talking about Roquan Smith. Is that, yeah, is that, that, a lot of people can't let Roquan go. It's crazy. Let it go. You'd think he had 20 sacks, like he was oh, an edge rusher. That was a true sacks. good win-win. Uh, win-win. It was win-win for both teams. Will you yeah. please lecture listeners then on the fact that it was a win-win? Win-win. Because every once in a while, I get a jackaloon comes down the pipeline. Well, Johnny, that wants you to remind is... me about what the hell Roquan Smith was you all can't, about. You, you can't convince people to subscribe to common sense. I mean, no. they're going to see uh, things how they want to see yeah, things, right? Yeah, like pressure. the guy who called you. Guys Welcome to seven. Twitter, Johnny. Mahomes over uh, fields oh, over yeah. Mahomes yeah. every day. That's but, Jeff uh, from Morris. Yeah, yeah I, he's I, a good guy too. He's just his uh, I, his football team. He might be a good guy, but I can't control what I look at. I don't think he's ever seen a snap of football. <laughs> Despite going to the game, when was it? I met him at the game. Yeah, is he really? Well, I met him at the. I met him at Falcon the Soldier did. Field. He came up. He goes, Jeff from Morris. I go, you're the one who thinks that Justin's better than Mahomes. Can't imagine. And he's Never such a nice. He's a sweetheart a of a guy, but man, his football takes. 
Yeah, that's a rough they one. They got a hit in the head with a, a can of soup when he was a kid. <laughs> that's a rough one. I don't know what else to say. I mean, take it from a guy that's had plenty of head collisions. Every now and again, you lose control of your thoughts. I'm yeah, just saying. Uh, oh, Carm and the good kid. Is he up there? Is he getting busy? No, because uh, the, the gates don't open for the regular media until two. Well, I had to, so it just opened now. So we got we got a little early access. I was here, first Carmen. first man here, Carmen. I actually had to beg and plead to get through the gates. Yes, even oh. even though he played. Oh yeah, come on, Tommy. Don't you have like a pass I, I, that gets you right in? No, absolutely not. And, and, and Pete, the, Peter's one of the nicest guys on the face of the planet. He looked at me. He goes, "I'm so sorry." He goes, I know, Mr. Waddle, you played here, but mm. I've been given the instructions nobody's allowed through since 2 o'clock. And I was like, you know, it's like, Peter, no problem. Let me call my, my boss, Danny Zetterman, and, and he can call someone in the building. It's not your problem. It's our problem. Just give us a second. And we went and we problem solved. You know, Pete's just doing his job. Pete is exactly, you know? that's exactly right, Carm. Peter was just doing his job. He's doing his job. He's, yeah. he's the uh, keeper of the gate. He's like following Saint Peter. orders. That is Saint right. Peter's yeah, following exactly. orders. At the pearly gates. Well, what do you know? What Meller was behind me watching the entire exchange. There was no... No, there was no uh, you know, animosity or anything. It was a very cordial exchange. You know, Yurko just touched on something interesting. A guy working as security at the gate, whose name is Peter, is like a library cop being named Bookman. That, yeah, that really that's good, is something. Like yeah. that. Johnny, that's excellent. He's the gatekeeper. Yes. Oh, what do you know about that? Gozer the Gozerian. I don't know what that means. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Come on. Come on, okay. Tommy. Okay. I'm entrenched in, in Reacher right now. I can, my brain is, can only handle yeah. one thing. Is it that good? Uh, it's, you know what it is? We call it a Bob Waddle special in my family. Like, my dad still believes that Burt Reynolds is the single greatest li- uh, actor in the history of cin- cinematography. Sure, He's Admiral. seen Deliverance, of course. All of it. it. The, the uh, Smoking the Bandit. So, like, my dad thinks that. Gator. That that Roadhouse was robbed of of a Academy Award. Award. Academy Award. Awesome. So like, listen, I love. We that. just like we like, you know, kind of simple programs. I love that. And Reacher's is Reacher's a nice simple program. That's very good. The movie was better, Johnny. You talked about it yesterday with Tom Cruise. The Reacher movies, I think, are better. Yeah, but I the love the movies. All right, so something's changing. Something's staying the same. I think it's everything we expected. But there definitely appeared to be at least two candidates out there that would have been an upgrade. And those two candidates would be Jim Harbaugh and Mike Vrabel. Mm -hmm. And, like, you guys went through the exercise yesterday of, you know, know, Harbaugh's probably an upgrade over half the coaches in the league. No doubt. At least. Two-thirds, I would say. Maybe even upwards of two-thirds or or, or pushing it, getting close anyway. Uh, So you had a chance. You chose not to. I just hope we're not sitting here a year from now. Well, we have to make a change at our head coach because I, I, that's how you get yourself caught in all the bad situations that they found themselves in the last 20 plus Carm, I years. think it, Sylvie said this the other day and it resonated with me loudly. And I think we all subscribe to the same theory. It, it, and it's about having, it, it, having access and having um, you know, resources. And if you have the capacity and you're contemplating moving on from your existing quarterback because you have the first overall selection and you believe potentially that there's somebody out there, Carm, that is a better option than the current option, why wouldn't you use the same logic for the coach, for the center, for the left tackle, for everybody? Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if the Bears said, you know, Lucas Patrick is well-liked in the locker room, so we're just going to stand pat at center? 
You know what you're going to get a big dose of, I think, today, guys, when they do talk about this? is Leadership. You're going to get a big dose of, like, the word stability. Well, but but how is it stability if you don't Leader. have the... If you don't, you don't have, have the, the right OC guy. or you don't have the DC, he, he has to rebuild the entire coaching staff. Yeah. How is this stability? Well, they're going to say having the same head coach is this. I'm not saying I agree with it, but you're going to get it. I Count count the times you hear stability right. you're at this get press it. conference, you guys. You may have a new quarterback. You have a new OC. You have a new DC. You're going to have a new quarterbacks coach. You're going to have a new wide receivers coach. But it's stability. I like this is the time to to create long term stability. That's true stability. Right. Just creating one man as your figurehead uh, for the sake of saying stability is not stability. Johnny, can I ask you a wonky question? Stability. No. Um, like, I predicted, I'm patting myself on the back, I got the prediction right uh, this morning with Cap and Jay Hood that I know they like their offensive line coach, and I think he's very good at his job, but that they would probably keep him. Johnny, if they went to a different style of offense, how difficult would it be for him to switch up his what he's teaching his offensive lineman with regard to the running game? And you need to be specific. What do you mean different style? Well, like you know, you if you're not running a zone running attack, right? Well, these guys do some pulling and some trapping. Okay, so it's not going to be that much, yeah, which is not necessarily zone and you know the area blocking, stepping laterally, then engaging and staying up. Okay. They, they they run some tackle pulls, okay. guard pulls, and so stuff it's like not that. going to be a, an insurmountable right. ask it's, to run a different style of rushing attack. Right. I okay. mean, every every type of blocking that they do is not the same style of like, blocking. I would, they I do a bunch of different things. All the teams that we do mostly associate like these zone blocking schemes, they still do some of that stuff. The old school yes. like pulls yeah. and yeah, right. To. I mean, you have to. Like, There's a lot of counter O Y, counter O T, counter. Like you, you know, see it in San Francisco. Right. Like you'll see it in. The old rim block, you see that too, where the far side tackle pulls back. Yeah. yeah, the old rim block. Yeah. You do a little he pulls rim all the way. You do some tight end. Yes, of course. You've got to protect. Like Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> a lot of rim blocking going on. Yeah, don't worry, I saved you. Shake the, shake the finger. That's right. That's for, oh, that's another part of it. Yeah, so the, uh, the old rim block. Yeah, the old rim block. You're Not two, you're just one you're finger. You're I, I just wonder, because, again, I know they, they like their, their, the all-line coach. I met him a couple times. Chris he's Morgan, super guy. Right? Yeah, Chris Morgan. He's yeah. done, I think, you know, I think he's a good coach. They get rid of the quarterback's coach. They got rid of the wide receiver coach, the interim running back's coach. And all the, I think the only guy that was left was what do, the, what the do you, line guy. What do you guys, do you have uh, opinions strongly one way or another on, like, if we talk about Greg Roman or a few of the other potential OC candidates that are out there? Well, I, Carm, I think it depends on what direction they're going to go with their, you know, at quarterback. Well, what if I, they I don't think, know that for six weeks, though, Tommy? Like, what, <sighs> you know, I mean. Well, I, I mean, I don't think you hire, let's just, for example, I don't think you hire Frank Reich to run an offense that everyone's been screaming about that you tailor around the strengths of the existing quarterback. That's not what that, Frank does. That doesn't seem to make as much sense. So, like, if you were going to go that path, I mean, to give you the name, and I think Shea, Shea about to bang his head against his refrigerator if he, somebody says it again, is Arthur Smith. Mm. Arthur Smith is a guy that if you're looking to tailor an offense to a style yeah. of an existing quarterback or Greg Roman, that's why it's really interesting to see what they're going to do at OC and, and whether or not that'll be a tell for what they're going to do going the, forward. The, Go the, the reason, uh, like, uh, you guys were talking about it earlier about Roman, and, and this is why I've sung the praises of, of Jim Harbaugh, is what they did in San Francisco together 
with Alex Smith resurrecting Alex Smith's career and developing the young quarterback in Colin Kaepernick. Where if you were to say to yourself, we want to try with Fields again, and we want to, because he's done that before, you can do that with Fields. Or you can also develop a quarterback with Greg Roman. He's he's been there and done that. He knows talent. He knows offense. Like like I, you guys dismissed this yesterday. I want a helping hand when you go to the combine, and I need someone to help the scouts and the general manager pick the quarterback. I need that because they're not. They've never done that before. Well, who are you? But who are you suggesting though? Who are you? Jim Harbaugh. Well, I mean, if you bring in another untrained eye who's never called offenses mm. and never been in oh, charge oh, of an I offense, okay. so so like like the story goes. Remember the story about Mahomes in Kansas City is that they they were the team. There were two teams who loved Mahomes above the others, yes. even though that um, most mock drafts did not have him as the top guy. Yeah. Uh, it was New Orleans, yes, and because their head coach knows offense, yes, and Kansas City because their head coach knows offense, and even though Brett Veach, who runs Kansas City, knew that he loved Mahomes, they knew they had to get the stamp of approval from Andy Reid. So when they brought him into the building. They were all crossing their fingers that when he sat down with Andy Reid and they were going over the whiteboard stuff and over all the film stuff, that Reid was going to love him. And until they got the stamp of approval from Reid, even though the general manager liked him and even though the other coaches and scouts liked him, they needed the head coach who knows offense to like him. Who's that guy in this building to help Ryan Poles determined that. That is a great question. Uh, uh, and I'm sorry if we poo-pooed that. I don't know that we, no, we it's not. That? It's not Matt Eberflus. No. Uh, uh, and so uh, it, who are you bringing in on this offensive staff to help I, scout I, I, these quarterbacks? I guess Reich would be someone that you would kind of trust, especially if you believe the rumors that he actually did like C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young. I mean, Frank Reich has worked with some really good quarterbacks. I think Roman has two. Roman got the very best out of Tyrod Taylor. He helped get the best out of uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick. He helped make Lamar Jackson, at least for that one year. In why MVP. did Carmen, was there any good explanation? I haven't heard. Don't, why they separated? Yeah, because it was John maybe, Harbaugh who yes, let him go. Yes, maybe just wanted a change. Maybe they felt like that offense was going backwards instead of, yeah. you know, I think John maybe wanted – I, I maybe he Got wanted to attack scale. down the field a little bit more, yeah. and they weren't doing that enough. I don't know, but I and Sylvia, I think you bring up a very valid point. You're right, uh, and when you look at the teams that seem to get it right, or the, the the guys that seem to identify the right ones, they have a sense and a feel for this. I, I do think Frank Reich, as bad as it's been the last year or so in terms of play calling and coaching in both stops, uh, I think there's. There's an obvious eye for talent. I think he's helped guys get better. Well, he helped. Uh, what's his name? Carson Wentz, right? Yeah, I mean, I think Wentz he's worked with some. I think he's worked with some yeah, really good Philly. ones. Yeah. They won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. He, didn't, didn't Andrew Luck retire? Like he's had some bad luck. Didn't Andrew? Yes, no pun did. intended. Didn't yeah. Andrew Luck retire? Yeah. Well, he was he the head coach when yes. Luck retired in Indy? I believe he was. Yeah, of course he was. Yeah. So, right? so again, and then the story goes that he wanted Stroud, and yeah, that right. owner was the one that wanted Bryce Young. I'd love to know how true that is, because then it would. Well, make we're going to try even... to 
We're digging in on that. We've got someone in the next couple of days who's going to join us to tell us, hopefully. Well, that'd be great, and I would love to know how true that is because it would be another thing that would lead you to someone like Frank Reich then. You guys remember the... um, you remember the Mahomes Nagy component to what you were talking about, right, Sylvia? Yeah, well, Nagy gave him the answers. He gave right? him the answer sheet. Yeah, yeah. Nagy because he wanted coaches, him so bad. They were so convinced on Mahomes, yeah. and like Sylvia said, he needed to pass. You know, he needed to get the, the stamp of approval from Andy. They gave him a heads up I, on what Andy was going to ask him. Look, I always heard that that Nagy had all three quarterbacks uh, graded correctly. Yes, when they asked him to do it. That he had Mahomes at the top. Again, this is what you hear. Their concerns were Watson was narrow, like his narrow ankles and knees and had existing injuries. They were just concerned. This is what I hear. They were they had an injury concern with him. But they thought he was good. They thought he was excellent. And yeah. Mitch was the guy that they thought had the lowest ceiling. Yeah. And that's Nagy, what I heard. Nagy might not be able to call plays, but he might Correct. be able to look at a college quarterback and say, yeah, that one's pretty good. Yeah. And look, Carmen, that's why I've always said, like, this is going to be a series of trying to connect the dots over the next several weeks. And, you know, if Frank Reich is that guy, I, I mean, that doesn't – you know, we've seen enough of the square peg round hole things around here over the last 18 to 24 months. Does that – like, are you going to bring Frank Reich in here to tailor an offense to somebody who plays the way that Justin plays? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that's what Frank does. I think Frank does what he does. Yeah, you know, like I think Frank is going to be better at at, at adjusting to things than maybe Luke Etsy was, but yeah, he's you know, done it longer, right? But yeah. like if you if you believe in the in the Green Bay offense, there's only so much deviation from the Green Bay or the West Coast or the right. Shanahan offense that you're going to be willing to do because yeah. you've had success doing it another way. Yeah, it's like you call me up, you want me to come and do this? Why well, do it this way? Are you sure you want me to come in and do it this way? Does it fit? I think it's going to be. Very interesting to see how it all unfolds in the next several weeks and months. What do you think of the Carol? Just get it right, right? Yeah, get it right. Kind of I know. Of just course, get it right, get get it right. right or it, for frick's sake, like when do they just get lucky? I mean, like right. I've, I've, just I've, I've, into I've it. said that to Yurko for I'm so long. Like, Yurko, when do they? Like, isn't it our turn just to kind of get lucky? Like to fall bass backwards into one of them? I mean, like. <laughs> I'll take when it. When is that going to happen? I'll take either one, but, like, my God. But we, got, see, we got lucky with Michael. Like, I mean, yeah. two teams had to pass on I, Michael. I, but I, we got we got lucky in each of the last two years. We got lucky that Lovey Smith's Houston Texans did what they did yeah. to get us the draft pick. But, but, I, I but Carm, then we got... Then we got lucky that the Carolina took the, wrong guy. took the wrong guy. So we've been lucky and lucky now. Oh, now third. Now we need a third. Well, how many it's, times Things happen you... in threes. I just mean, like, specifically with the quarterback. How is it that this franchise has never been able well, to figure this out? I don't like, know. But aren't now they do to just get lucky with one of them? I well, mean, you've got the first pick of the draft geez. and as much money as anybody in the league to spend on free agency. Like, now luck isn't a part of it. It's yeah. all about skill and evaluation, isn't it? I don't know. I guess. I guess you're talking too much sense. I just feel like well, you were hey, you've been down as a fan. I'd be like, you've been bad at it for so long. Can't you just get lucky? I mean, you just fall into one for crying out loud. And they <laughs> fall can't into even one. do they that. Fall they, into a bed. They but, can't but, even fall but, into but, a quarter. But Carm, Kansas, like Kansas City, didn't fall into it. You guys oh, just described how right. they did it, and you're they right. did it. They did it twice. They did it with with Alex Smith. Alex Smith threw 25 touchdowns and like four interceptions and went to the Pro Bowl and they went to a, a the playoffs I, the year before they kicked him out of the huddle. I know you're right. And I do you say Green Bay's gotten lucky or they've just figured it out? I mean, like, did they get lucky that did they get lucky that Aaron Rodgers just kept sitting in that green room and they're like, oh, 
look who just fell into our lap. Yeah. We'll take this yeah. guy or Jordan Law. I don't know. I mean, we don't need a quarterback, but the value's there. It's crazy. How the heck have they? Well, just part never of been it, Carm, is identification, it and then the other part is development. So yeah, they sure seem to know what they're doing them. up in Green Bay. I I can't believe it. Sylvie doesn't what, think it's real. What do, Sylvie thinks it's an anomaly. What do what? Green Bay. He doesn't even know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, Green real. Bay. It's not real. Uh, oh, what, 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 I, was, I was looking at other names. What do you guys think of uh, Caldwell, though, too? Jim Caldwell? Yes. He's been, he, he, wasn't he a finalist for the Bears head coaching job? I think so. I believe he was. And he was you in Carolina here. I, with, uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that ownership wanted him. I, I, listen, I think Jim, Caldwell's, Jim Caldwell's got a fine resume. There's no question. Yeah, he does. I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be totally turned off by that. Jim Caldwell and, and does way, have a very good resume. You, you know, st- you want to talk stability. Jim Caldwell would bring some form of offensive stability into your building, however valuable that is to you. Uh, uh, I don't disagree with that. I do think he has a pretty impressive resume. And you probably Especially don't worry about losing him. He's 68. Like It's not like he's going to get poached. Wow, he's 68. Holy cow. Do you see Pete Carroll's now? Yeah, we were going to ask you guys about that, too. 72. Pete seventy two. Yeah, Pete wow, seventy two. Spry seventy two. He yeah. is though. He's like you might as well be sixty. He's incredible. I've I mean, never seen a man his age chew gum like either him. Either have like, I. Oh, the, Billy Donovan can chew but, gum with him. Yeah, no, but, but not, 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 not on a winning level. Not on a winning level. Pete, well, that's true too. Pete Carroll with such like a vim and vigor, yeah. right? Uh, yes. Tommy, he's chewing yeah, that gum. Yeah. He's running up and down. He's the out there running scout team quarterback in the summer in the camps. He's incredible. I God, love Pete. God bless him. What do you think, uh, really quick, what do you think the announcement or Kevin Warren will say about the stadium today? I asked Courtney. I think that's a great question. And Like, have, these, have the little hints been dropped about something, you know, like news that's going to happen soon? The Tracy Wolfson thing, kind of the way he talked about it at the when he met the media at the Children's Hospital last Friday. Like, is that's a good question, Sylvia. I wonder if something happens today. I, I would hope we get more, uh, like, Oh yeah, I would like think. something like yeah. if it's not official, at least zeroing in on here or there. Yeah, like we want, we want to focus on Chicago now, right? Or Arlington still a possibility? Like yeah. I, I, that'd be more beating around the bush if you ask me. Well, Arlington still a possibility, but we're focusing. Here. I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, geez, how long can this take? My yeah, God, so what? every second of both press conferences will be aired here. This is the only place you will uh, be able to hear it live on the radio. Sylvia had a swing installed upstairs in the press room. Good. Yeah. yeah. Get in that bag. So I'm going to go up there, too, and uh, and, and take it Ruffle in some feathers? No, I'm not. Um, gonna... Shoot some okay. dirty glances okay. at people, Carm. Uh, yeah. All right. What? Uh, so, yeah, press conferences. Yes. Why don't Sylvia all over all of this? Anything and then else, rapid please? reaction right after that. So, okay. What I want everyone to do then, as soon as the press conferences are done, is load up the phone lines and load them up now. They're already loaded. Yeah, Vince, lo- Michael, Mike, Beasley, Tim, Chris. Oh, I like a Michael Beasley. Beasley's yeah, there. I like a Beasley. Yeah. Did you say yeah, Michael how about Beasley? Michael Beasley. Look at that. Michael Beasley, Timmy Chubb. Yeah. All types of great. And I knew, uh, by the way, I knew earlier, Yerk, when you were talking about uh, Phil. Uh, what's his name's brother? Tom, yeah. Tom Tommy Tom's Tom's brother? I knew Tommy right Tom. away. I go, hey, Tom's brother's not Phil. Of course yeah, not. but no. you know the Tommy and Phil I'm talking about. Uh, you're thinking about. of a different yeah, Tommy. Yeah, a different Tommy and a different yeah, yeah. Phil. You right, said bro. it with such was, conviction, I, though. Thank you. That's what that I I started do. to think that That's I'm like, does. he is Tom's I don't think Tom Gilmartin's Boy, Tom, brother is yeah. uh, Phil. Well, I know Gilmartin. He's the runner. Yes. Yes, Tommy Gilmartin. Yes, When he started talking about the Vegas trip, I'm like, Tom Gilmartin was probably like 12 when that 
Vegas trip happened. I'm like, I don't think he was with you guys in Vegas. You know Tommy and Phil, though. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do. Yes. All right. All right. So we'll, we'll with take us your call. The old San Remo Hotel. You, right. Three o'clock. Three o'clock press conference start time. Eberflus and polls. After that, Kevin Warren. We will have every second of the press conferences. The only place you could hear it on the radio is right here. ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app. You can watch it on YouTube Live, ESPN Chicago, and, of course, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Waddle and Sylvia are next. Black and Abdallah will be on 6 until 8. We got McKnight at the movies tomorrow. We'll have Todd Furman live in Vegas. Everybody have a great day. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. To answer your question, though, my nipples don't get hard for press conferences. Do Waddle, yours? Waddle was showing me his chest, but what he was showing me was... This Bears, is a pretty sweet Bears pullover. The Bears logo is on his chest. This is not an alumni thing either. This came from Dino. Oh, very nice. Yeah. In the Glen. Yeah. That's what that is. Uh, Waddle's got his uh, his Bears quarter zip. Is it a quarter zip? Is that what you got there? Is it a full zip? No, quarter it's zip. Quarter zip. Yeah. It's a quarter zip. I got my pass. It doesn't get me into anywhere. Yeah, well, it didn't work got today. denied everywhere we, I went. We were denied. Bears that, media, Bears media, Bears media. Was that Wayne's be- World, Wayne's World. Was that because, like, we've said or done some things that aren't approved of, or is it because the season is officially over and now they've got to change the codes on all of these? Uh, yeah, I didn't know. I don't know. It could be any of those. Meller and I were standing outside freezing our tails off. Yeah, the the, the Dan Borelli to the rescue. Yeah, one of our buddies uh, here at House. And then Hall. who let you in today? Uh, you did. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I yes, called I you. Yeah. I called Waddle. Yeah. I went to the front desk, Yeah, and they were calling security, and they're like, not till 2. They gave you the Not runaround. till 2. I'm like, I'll call Waddle. And they go, Tom Waddle? And, I, and so they did know you, yeah. and uh, so I circled back out. And no, Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Waddle yeah. got me in. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, we're at House Hall. Let's give you a scene setter. And if you're just a little bit of a scene setter, we're yeah, once you do that, we're in a small room. Meller's yeah, right there. We're in the broadcast studios of House Hall. We're right below where the press conference is going to take place. The press conference is first going to be Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus, the head coach of the Chicago Bears. There was some question with the Bears taking uh, what seemed to be a lot of time uh, and a lot of silence. Uh, whether or not Eberflus would be back, but instead they decided to fire a bunch of their offensive coaches, not all of them. Uh, Luke Getze, uh, Andrew Ginoco, their quarterbacks coach. They fired their wide receivers coach, Ty Tolbert. They fired their interim running backs coach and their tight ends coach, I correct, uh, I believe, correct? That is Chris right. Chris Morgan, their offensive line coach, Simo. was kept. Simo is kept. I, and he's, he's good at his job. I he's mean, very good at his yeah. job. He's very good. And remember, they like to tell the story about the Darnell Wright workout, that it was Joniak was just talking about it on Bears Weekly. They went down to Tennessee, and they gave him a legendary workout that they wanted to see if he would quit. And they wanted to put him through the ringer, and Darnell Wright kept fighting through that, and it was sort of uh, one of those where they won, him o- they won the Bears over, yeah. and they knew then Darnell Wright would be their guy. But And look... Uh, Chris Morgan did take Tevin Jenkins, yeah. who 
who no one knew what he would be, an injury-prone player who was drafted as a tackle, and and they made him into a very productive player this year. Yeah, I think that some of their offensive line issues were significantly more about talent deficiencies than they were scheme or coaching issues. So not surprised to see Chris Morgan uh, maintain his status as their O-line coach. I think he's a good man at what he does. So the press conferences are going to start at 3. We're going to air every second of the press conferences. There are two. The first one, as I mentioned, is Poles and Eberflus. So Poles is going to tell you exactly what went into these meetings, why they made the choice of getting rid of the offensive staff, what they'll be targeting for the new offensive coordinator. And by the way, if you hear at any time somebody do the old cough, boom, maneuver, that'll be Sylvie. No, no. That'll be Sylvie up there. That'll be Sylvie up there. What movie is that from? I don't know. The original movie when they did that. I think that's common in a lot of movies. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That was like something from the 70s, though, I want to say. Of course it is. It's old school. Uh, uh, And then... um, Kevin Warren, the new team president, is going to speak for the first time, really, in almost a year. How much of what he has to say do you think will be more related to the stadium and bigger issues and not so much about staff issues? Well, I think it's both. I mean, uh, like one question I want to hear Kevin Warren answer, and I've always said it starts at the top. Obviously, it starts with ownership. The McCaskies own the team. Um, Then it goes to the person who is the president that is the most hands-on person in the building. Before that, it was uh, Ted Phillips, and now it's Kevin Warren. And what I wanted Kevin Warren to do is do a deep dive as to reasons why the coaching and the quarterbacks have failed. And, like, I've always – I did a video today, and and I've always done sort of an education. Like, a lot of people – like to say that I whine or like I'm a crybaby, and that may be true. But you're also pro- uh, professorial. You're like a professor. You make people smarter. It, it's it, it, like there's like there's a method to the madness. I I do whine and I do cry, but I like to say for valid reasons. <laughs> like it's not like I'm sitting here and I'm a Patriots fan after six championships, crying over a few bad seasons. I'm not sitting in Philly crying over an 11-win team a year after they went to the Super Bowl. I'm, 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 I'm crying over years of dysfunction, years of not developing quarterbacks, years of not matching up the general manager and coach and, and quarterback all, all together. And I've dubbed it the circle of suck. And, and it's why – and I've wanted Kevin Warren to do the research and to say, oh, I get it. I know now why – quarterbacks we may have picked the wrong quarterbacks but when Mitch Trubisky is drafted and sure we may have we definitely screwed up when we didn't pick Mahomes but when you pick Mitch and the head coach was left in the dark and then when he was left in the dark and then you ask him to develop that quarterback one in which he never wanted to begin with that's a failure to begin with and then when you fire that head coach after one year with Mitch, and then you bring in a new system, he's behind the eight ball again. And the same thing with Justin, with Matt Nagy, where the first year he it was a lost year, and then you bring in a new system in the second year, and then now you're doing it again. Now you may be getting rid of the 
offensive coordinator with maybe now another coach on the hot seat if he doesn't perform, and you may draft another quarterback with that coach on the hot seat. And if you draft Caleb Williams or Drake May or whichever quarterback, and if they don't live up to expectations, are we going to get a new head coach with the young quarterback a year after the old coaching staff tried to develop him? It like, and, it, and it just drives me mad. And so getting to your point about Kevin Warren, my question would be, didn't you learn or aren't you worried about all the stuff that you learned in the past? The history may be repeating. And, 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 and wasn't it your job to sort of stop that? While Ryan Poles may love Matt Eberflus, and that's great, and, and, and I love the loyalty there, and it was his first hire, but when he's the head coach and he needs to hire a new D.C. and he needs to hire a new offensive coordinator and running backs coach and wide receivers coach and tight ends coach, in essence, a whole new coaching staff, and then you're going to draft possibly a new quarterback, isn't it time to just start anew? Like this, that's not stability. That there's nothing stable about this situation right now. Well, it's a trend that is continuing. If that's stable, like you continue to do the same things over and over again, yeah, the instability is the being stable portion. Now of it. you're there. You go like that. There now you're yes. The instability of it all, or the lack of success in doing it this manner, is the stability. Look, um, Matt's got a couple of – he's got to hire a defensive coordinator and an offensive coordinator, and that offensive coordinator, whoever it is, is going to be entrusted with a lot. That offensive coordinator is either going to be responsible for developing the first pick of the draft or he's going to be responsible for trying to get more out of the existing quarterback than we've seen so far. And I'm not talking a little bit. Like, incremental improvement isn't going to be the bar that they're asking anybody to clear, whether it's Justin – is, is, if he remains the starting quarterback for this team, or it's the offensive coordinator, you're not looking for someone to come in and give you marginal improvement. What you're looking for someone to do if you keep Justin in place is to unlock that talent and the potential that you see. The Sports Center highlights, you need to see more of it. Or maybe you don't need to see all of those fantastic highlights, but you need to see more consistent, good play. That's what that guy's going to be entrusted with. And like I said, not just getting him a little bit better, a lot better. So this is an enormous hire for them. Whether or not, again, it's developing the first pick of the draft or it's trying to get Justin to be the player that you want him to be or you think he can be but wasn't able to get to that spot because he was being held back by a lack of talent or the offensive game plan. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, of course. Nobody is going to condone marginal improvement next year. So the OC hire is monumental, in right. my humble opinion. Right, and, and, and like, it, like, it could be lose-lose. Like, if they don't achieve well with a new quarterback next year, I don't want Eberflus just to be kept because you don't want to pull the rug out from under the new quarterback, and you're now doubling down on keeping a coach that may not be good. Do you know what I mean? Uh, listen, it, you, may so find, like, you may walk into an environment today where there's talk of a contract extension. Well, of course, right. Because uh, I think, uh, doesn't Matt have two years left? He's got you, next That's year. what they think. No one right. truly knows. So, like, again, when it comes to him hiring his next offensive coordinator, what, what value for that potential new OC is placed on 
is stability. Is stability a concern for that new OC? Because if, if it is, that guy's going to come in and ask questions of Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. Why do you guys want me to take this job? I'm moving my family to Chicago. I'd be excited about it. But if the head coach isn't on solid ground, I may be picking up my stakes and moving again. And I don't want to do that with my family. Of course. So, it, like, it, you're going to have to – so to make Matt a desirable, you know, a salesman here – there may be conversation about a contract. I'm not predict- but, but even if I you don't extend know. him, if things don't go well, it doesn't matter next year. You, you're right. You're extended, you know. True, but, but they don't do business that way around here. I, that's the th- that, and the business around here hasn't been winning. That, like, come at me and call me a crybaby and call me a whiner when they win and I'm crying. Uh, come at me with that sort of come stuff. Come after me. You're a man. You're 51. 52. 50, like, come at me when I'm complaining about the winning. Like, I, I, like what I don't like is when they bring in uh, a consultant and they tell Ryan Pace, you can't hire your head coach. You've got to hire John Fox. Oh, I know you don't want John Fox, but you have to hire him. That's not good. That's not smart business. Or how about when they hired Phil Emery and they said, you can't hire your own head coach, even though you're a new GM. You've got to live with Lovey for a year. Try and make it work. And then when he fired Lovey, they said, okay, you hire Tressman, but we want Mel Tucker to run Lovey's defense, even though Mel Tucker knew nothing about Lovey's defense. How does that make any sense? These are all the errors of the Bears' ways in recent years and the reasons why they continually fail and why they have won above 500 season since Lovey Smith left. It's why they've gone 38 years without winning a Super Bowl. These are the reasons. And has Kevin Warren studied this stuff? And are they doubling down on all these mistakes by doing this again? And why, why it bothers me even more today is because Ryan Poles has done some really good things. And they have a chance to really take off with some smart moves. And with the huge free agent crop of coaches and with a huge possibility with the quarterback eligible players in the draft. Oh, you got tremendous access to resources, whether it's free agency capital or it's draft capital. You could take off like yeah. a rocket. You could join that group of, of more elite teams, whether it's the 49ers or it's the Cowboys or it's the Eagles, whoever that group is. But are you getting in your own way? Yeah, well, there's, that's what we're going to find that's out. That's what I'm worried about. 312-332-3776. Your calls and the press conference from Hallis Hall. Coming up in 15 minutes. Ah, commuting in Chicago. Ah, If you're stuck, stick with Waddle and Sylvie. Weekdays 2 to 6. The Bears will hold their press conference in 11 minutes from now. We will carry every second of that. It's the only place on the radio you're going to hear it. You can listen to it on ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and you can watch us in a couple of different places. Make sure you subscribe to us on our YouTube page. It's YouTube Live ESPN Chicago, 
Or uh, you can watch us also on Twitch. It's twitch.tv, and then it's ESPN 1000 Chicago. David and Whiting, you're on Waddle and Sylvie. What's up, David? Hey, good afternoon, good afternoon. Um, well, no surprise here. Uh, it, it's what I thought was going to be. They were going to keep Eberflus. I think him coming back from 0-4 start saved his job. Him and Pose, they got a good relationship. But all I ask, it is what it is. All I ask is you go out all out on a new OC. I don't want a new first-time play caller. That seems like, hey, uh, are you a first-time play caller? Go get an application from the Bears. That's who, what will you always do. Get first-time play callers. I mean, go out there and get someone that's a star at the position. Uh, if you're going to do this to J- Justin Fields, you're going to keep him. If they're going to keep him and they, get re- and they get a new OC, you better get someone with something to offer because you're just going to make this kid's learning curve even more longer than when it should have been already. I mean, I like Fields, but they need to do it right by him. I mean, he, he's been getting knocked down silly. He, we need to offer him something. And if you go the other route and get someone from the draft, Give me, give me a good OC. I don't want a first-time play caller. Gotcha, I'm gonna hang David. up and listen to you guys. Thanks, yeah, David. I think that's fair. I mean, I, I, I think going the route of a somebody who is this is the first time they're calling plays again is is probably not the right route you want to go, regardless of what you do, whether it's Justin or it's a a you know the first pick overall. Um, you know, it's. <laughs> That guy, whoever you bring in, is going to be entrusted with a whole lot and be asked to do a whole lot. Sal and Peoria, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Sal? Oh, God, boys. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I no, love you, my you, Chicago Bears. You know, I, I don't God, believe I'm you're done. done. I don't believe you're done. I heard was, Carmen say that earlier. No, I'm just, listen, here's the thing. All right. The, the, oh, my God. The McCaskies. They're like Bernie Madoff. They've been taking our money and swindling us for years, and we're getting nothing in return. we got a crappy stadium. It's just you keep scooping the turds out of the cat box. But unless you get rid of the damn cat, you're always going to have the turds in the cat box. Now I've got to sit there and watch Matt Eberflus sit up there with his hair combed to the side with a big smile on his face. And act like he, he he goes straight back. He doesn't go is, cut parts of the side. He does have good hair, though. Yeah. though. yeah, he's what got good hair. On? Why are we doing this, man? I, like, listen, I, 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 I'm. This is where I, I, I was with this yesterday, and I, and I stand by it. And look, I, I think Matt's done some good things. I'm not going to sit here and just dog cussing for stuff. But I, I go back to what we've talked about ad nauseum. If you're willing to upgrade the quarterback because you have the access and the resources, then I'm wondering why. Maybe they did. Maybe, maybe they called Jim Harbaugh, and Jim said, "I'm not interested." Maybe they didn't. I have no idea. Maybe they called Mike Vrabel and he said, I'm going, I'm going to, New, to New, England. New England. I have no idea. Maybe maybe both of those things happened. Uh, but maybe, I just, maybe it's a money issue. I just, right. Maybe, maybe Ryan Poles wanted to do that. I don't know and was told he couldn't do that for financial reasons. I don't have any idea. I'm just throwing it out there as Whoa. to why you may go there. Um, maybe this was maybe, – maybe business isn't being done differently. Maybe the owner has him. I have no clue what it is. But I would just say, if you are willing to to improve your organization in different spots because you have the resources to do it, I don't know why you wouldn't take the same approach to your coaching position. All right, we'll get the answers coming up next. Get uh, up the, there. The Bears press conference in its entirety, all 
Uh, 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 both of them. Bulldog Rich. reporting for duty, sir. We've got uh, uh, polls and Eberflus first, and it's coming up next.